Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're on Long Final, Ireland's aviation podcast from Squawk 7000. Well, with the sound of a classic Boeing 747-200 in the background, welcome to our second season of Squawk 7000, Ireland's aviation podcast. On this episode, I head to Shannon to the Aviation Museum to learn more about the wide variety of work done there, from conservation to education, primary school tours to transition year aviation career field trips, and scouting Ireland Air Activity Adventure Skills Badges and Engineering Weeks are all just some of the events. So on the hottest day of the year so far, I met with Jane McGill, as we sought shelter in the museum. Jane, thank you for your lovely welcome here to the Shannon Aviation Museum. And I want to start straight off by trying to capture, certainly the impression I had was when we walked past one particular aircraft and we both inhaled because on the hottest day of the year, there's nothing like the smell of an airplane and they, they actually keep their smell. They do. They don't seem to go away. It's a fabulous smell and everybody really loves it. Well, everybody who loves aviation loves it. What was the objective behind the whole setup that you have here? Because somebody who's into aviation could spend hours looking at the minutiae, but you also have lots of young children who want to come in and learn about aviation too. We do. Well, this facility really came about because of young people. Um, Many, many years ago, we started off when I met Eddie Ryan in the beginning, and he wandered into Limerick Flying Club on a Sunday morning. I gave him a cup of tea, and then that was it. Um, He asked me to help him out with the Young Eagles program. And for a finish, then we were having days when kids, 50, 60 kids were being flown in one day. And then those kids were dropped in the middle of it and they had nothing to do. Like they were so on fire. They were really, really excited. And then nothing. Come back, go to a flying club when you're 15. And they might have been 9 or 10, 11. So... Eddie showed me this plan for a 40-acre aeronautical and transportation theme park that was his dream. Mm -hmm. So we knew that, well, I knew pretty much that we weren't going to get that far very quickly. It might happen in time, but... So what we did was we moved into a shed, back of a shed that our very good friend TJ donated to us. And we started off doing summer camp. And that was the very first offering in 2008. And since then, there's been kids who have come every year on summer camp. And it really was the driving factor behind starting anything at all. There was no museum until 2011. We were purely educational with schools and scouts. We didn't have the room. 
So when we moved in here to this fine big building, we had an acre of tarmac, and then we started to try and find the money to buy the airplanes. Now, I get the sense uh, on the walk around with you that there is a great deal of optimism and sometimes very little logic in putting the collection together. <laughs> well, it might be opportunistic, you know. I mean, it's not as if you can go out in Ireland and say one day, oh, I think I'll buy a 111 or I think I'll, I'll buy a BD5. It, you know, our, our, the theme of our museum would be aviation technology. So we're not a particular... Uh, we can't be the Irish National Irish Aviation Museum because really that is the place of the Irish Air Corps and the collection that they have, which is the Irish collection. So we're, we're a different offering. We have a lot of different aircraft that are unusual and different, like the 111, the BD-5, the Anson. These things are all historic to us. They have a connection with either myself or Eddie, or they're just purely available, like the BD-5, which, as I say, we found on Facebook. So that was, you know, something you won't find every day. Uh, how do you fund the purchase of an airplane then if you're looking? Because the, even their scrap value sometimes yeah. can be enormous. Yeah, it's massive. Since 2010, we've been working with the Clare Local Development Company. And they have been helping us with leader funding. It's European structural funds for disadvantaged rural areas, which Shannon comes in and falls under. So it has been, a, a, you know, we've had to persuade certain bodies that, you know, this is a good idea. Because we also have to borrow to back that because you get a 50% grant. And so let's say your grant is 30, 40,000, you have to go and borrow another 30, 40,000. So we've been back five times to the CLDC in the last 10 years. So you can imagine the bank loans that we have been building up. So they are, uh, <laughs> there are debts on these things. We survive. So capital stuff, we aim for grants. We back it with bank loans. But since 2019, Shannon Aviation Museum is restructured and is now a not-for-profit company which has charitable status and therefore we can actually apply for a higher rate of grant, 75%. And that has helped us to put the new extension on um, through towns and villages funding and we are also building a 320 square meter building in the back of the uh, site that will cover another three or four aircraft and also the lovely new Fuga which is coming down to us in September. Where then do you get and how do you acquire things? Because, uh, mm. you know, you, you'd have to do a lot of rooting around to find some of the treasures that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been over years and years, really. Anywhere I go or anywhere we go we, and anything somebody says, do you want? I mean, obviously, the larger items are certainly purchased, mm. but there are a number of smaller things that come from the MROs, like the reverse thrust unit, a couple of sets of landing gear. But it is difficult to source. Uh, but you have stories of people saying to you, I have this thing in my yeah. living room or your man has it in the shed. Do you want it? <laughs> they do. Well, the story of the landing gear, the lady emailed and said that she'd like to, uh, you know, she was planning on putting the landing gear in, in the living room, but there wasn't too much uh, enthusiasm at home. So she rang me up and I said, oh, absolutely, we'd be delighted to. But when I sent somebody up to get the landing gear, I thought it was a nose gear. It was actually a full set of 737 gear. So I was wondering, you know, 
we had to actually send a truck back up for it. And so people do have things like uh, stored away in their houses. And if they know about you and they, they like what you're doing, then they will consider on in, in giving it to you. Now, you have a number of flight decks, uh, and I suppose the plan would be for some of them, in fact, you've already done it, would be to convert them into simulators. <clears throat> yeah, well, we have a 146 simulator, which was already built in England by a chap called Bob Ward in his upstairs bedroom. I didn't even tell you about that story. Un unbelievable, some of these things. He was like, he's like Ma and Pa Larkin. You know, if you imagine a couple like that, and Bob used to um, be building this sim in his bedroom. I diverse. He got a new landing gear handle one day and he was really, really pleased with this. And I thought, it's great stuff, you know, the business. So he said to Betty, he said, Betty, Michael is coming over now at about seven o'clock. So, you know, we'd be taking off about 10 past seven. Is there any chance you do the honours? So, lo and behold, Michael comes over. They're gone upstairs to the spare bedroom into the sim. Ten past seven, Betty gets up off the chair from her cup of tea, gets the sweeping brush and bangs it on the ceiling. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> These are real people living in real houses, you know. So there are some absolutely incredible stories. And part of the wealth of this museum is the item itself has a story, the actual type. Then there's the story of our particular item you know, our exhibit. Mm. And there's a story of how it got to us, which really, I think, are some of the most interesting stories, definitely. Tell me about some of the visitors. We'll talk about the children in a moment and the educational side of it. I'm imagining there have been a couple of misty-eyed adults have come in and spent a little bit of time here with you too. We have. We've had a lot of people who have um, actually had involvement with the aircraft that we have here on site. Mm. A Buccaneer pilot turned up one day that flew that aircraft out there. We had Morris Bishop, who flew in the Second World War in Lancasters and was a captain in the 111 flight simulator, which is another item that we have on site. Um, it's not put back together yet. Um, we, have, we have people who just, who've, who've soloed in some of the small aircraft, the rally, uh, the Cherokee out there. A lot of pilots have come and and seeing that this space evokes a lot of feeling for people because we're particularly enthusiastic when they come in. They, it's almost as if they've come home, they found their, uh, their special place in the world and they can come and they can spend hours and chat here and enjoy it. I mentioned that uh, children who've probably no exposure to aviation other than maybe their holiday flight uh, arrive. And you've, you've quite a complex set of offering for them, everything from day visits to summer camps. We do. As I said, Michael, it, it's really the core of this facility is, is wanting to introduce the next generation to aviation. And whether they take it up or not, the important part of this, and we were just talking earlier on, we are a part of the Discover Primary Science and Maths Network. It's a Science Foundation Ireland initiative, and there are Discover centres. So let's say Blackrock Observatory is one. We have, you know, Ballyhora Bogs, and all these sort of places have science offerings. So we've, we've put together a Science uh, Foundation Ireland curriculum-based 
programs for kids that look at their science streams and their curriculums. So teachers can come and the kids will learn about the forces. So there's a strand in there called forces. We go through the four forces of flight. Mm. They already know about gravity. We can develop those ideas on and talk to them about flying. And usually they will all leave here with a certain amount of knowledge. So we do school tours in that manner. We have a transition year academy that has been, we have two offerings one of them is supported by GCAS, and every year they fund 16 kids to come here in spring and autumn, and we give them the week of their lives. They get to go to a live maintenance facility, they get to go usually to the engine workshop, they go to the aircraft control center. Uh, we bring in engineers and pilots to talk to them, and then they also get lots of time in the flight simulators. They get to talk to an airline captain. They get a landing in the big sim. So then have an idea of, of what the industry is about. There's a lot of kids who are interested, but they have no connection. So it's great if you live near an airport or an, a small airfield or under a flight path. People, we always find those people come because it's, it's, it's been put into their brain. Whereas if there's a kid who has no connection at all, but they have this inner thing, you know, we can at least offer them a summer camp. Their parents bring them down for miles from Galway, from Mayo. They make their holidays in County Clare to bring the kid to summer camp. So um, there are two offerings. We also do scouts. You were up in Ballyboy and you spoke to Anne and Anne and myself work very closely together on Scouting Ireland activities. Uh, we're passing people each other all the time. Um, and we've been doing Scouting Ireland stuff for about 11, 12 years. So we're actually instrumental in helping to, you know, to become part of the revival of it. Because I think we were the first people to do any scouts in 20 years with aviation stuff. Um, you can come on a birthday party. You can come with eight or 10 of your buddies. And instead of going to the bouncy council, you come and you learn how to fly an airplane. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let me ask a little bit about you then. You mentioned Earl being in the Limerick Flying Club uh, when you first came across it. What got you into aviation? Oh, oh well, um, I live across the river from the club. Um, I'm originally from Dublin and my dad was an instructor in Weston in the 50s. There he is up on the wall there. Okay. So one day I decided quite randomly that I was going to have a go in an airplane. Okay, one of them passed over. We're in the zone. We're just in the zone, so I never really see them. I can see them churning on the circuit, but somebody actually passed overhead doing it at about four hundred feet. I reckon they were just skirting the zone at the time or something. But um, I rang the club the next day. I was been working in a at a clothes shop for twenty years. Okay, this was my background was retail management and all. That. So I said. Good morning. I said, I'm kind of interested in learning uh, about, you know, flight and, you know, what's the story? And I said, my dad was an instructor years and years ago in Weston. And the voice said, what was his name? And I said, Bob McGill. And he goes, Bob McGill? Bob McGill? Jesus Christ, Bob McGill's daughter? What are you doing over there? Come over here this instant. <laughs> I know I couldn't go over there that instant because I was in work, but that man turned out to be Morris Cronin. And Morris was the last name in my father's logbook before my father lost his license. He had eye problems and apparently he had, he had been learning the eye charts for quite some time. And they changed the eye charts and anyway, he got caught. So in 1961, he lost his license, but not before he had taught Morris Cronin and a lot of other people in the country to fly. Morris introduced me to a lot of people in that logbook and um, it was absolutely marvelous. So Morris gave me my first flying lesson. And believe it or not, Morris lost his license shortly afterwards on a medical issue. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing major, but he was taking a medication that Jars didn't allow and a KO did. And he got caught in the middle and his last few years were flying were gone. It's unfortunate. I was devastated because I thought, right, Morris has to teach me how to fly. That's the only way it's going to work. But lo and behold, my second flying lesson was from Jerry Humphreys. And Jerry decided to turn the plane upside down nearly. <laughs> and my second lesson was unusual attitudes. Well, I cried on the way home with happiness. I absolutely, like an idiot, I was just bawling. I was so happy because I, I just thought, well, this is, this, you know, this is for me. So I continued on anyway, and I, I got my license about a year and a half later. I was the first woman who, to get her license in Kuna for about 15 years at the time. And there hasn't been anyone actually since, but we do have a few people who are training. And I listened to your podcast on the club. It was lovely. Very good. Yeah. And Dave Fielding actually was the man who sent me solo. Do you remember that, that day, that solo? Oh, I remember that day extremely well. I just couldn't believe how fast the aircraft climbed. 
when I made my first turn on to Crosswind, I looked to the right and I saw nobody sitting there. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm, oh, my God. Uh, I implored my father to look after me and not, you know, let me... Part of the diamond checks, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, absolutely. I landed the aircraft and I was so rattled that I was sitting there and the engine was running and Dave came over. <laughs> he turned the key and switched off the engine. But it was it was incredible. It was really, and, and it was the start of a whole new life for me. I mean, if I hadn't done that for Sona, mm. you wouldn't be sitting on this sofa here today. With the, all of that and the aviation and the enthusiasm behind it, you've also got some great volunteers helping you out here. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're just blessed. Well, these kids, they're, they're actually employed staff members. We have five of them at the minute. One of them is doing his PPL scholarship over in England, courtesy of the Honourable League of Air Pilots, uh, Max Ellison. We have Oisín Tierney. Oisín has been here since he has been six at every summer camp and Oshin is a great member he goes he comes back he goes he comes back he's um got his ppl now as well um sean sean egan is again a, another guy who's been at the summer camp he's now doing an aircraft maintenance technicianship with lufthansa rian rian came to us on gcast ty academy two years ago and he wasn't going to escape out the door at all. He was finished on a Friday. He was back in on Saturday teaching scouts. Ben is, is absolutely our most frequent summer camper. And again, he's, he's just started up in Lufthansa. So they're all at the age now where they started off with this um, 8, 9, 10, 11. They're all now 19, 20, 21. And we have a new chap, Brian, who's 15. So we, they, they auto-generate. Um, they're great young fellas. It's incredible to present these people um, as instructors to the general public because you, you could have a kid who's there 12 years of age and he's looking at one of the lads who are 17 and 18 who've done their first solo, who are flying and doing their training, and they're looking at someone five years older than them not somebody who's 25 or 35 years older, so they can't really relate. They know that they're going to be there in a couple of years. The inspiration, it's just absolutely incredible. And the feedback we get from our customers and the parents are absolutely amazed when they hear the knowledge that comes out of these young people. And aviation is kind of special like that. If you think about it, if you had a kid who was into medicine or law, would they have such proficiency at 15? No way. You know, so aviation kids or av kids, as I call them, they're, they're very competent. They're very capable. These kids are not shy. They're well able to discuss anything with anybody. They're bringing people around the museum. They're teaching them theoretic theories. They're teaching them Bernoulli's theories, Newton's laws. And this is great. It's been a tough couple of months with, uh, but not only for aviation, but also for a facility like yourself. You were closed for quite a while. We were. We were closed for the bones of the year, like everybody else. We've been working away on, on some projects. Meanwhile, some uh, building projects in our new information stands. But it has been really difficult and it's been a worry that we'd survive it all. I think... I think we're going to be all right. I think the worst of it is over now and we'd be looking forward to our schools and our big groups coming back and plenty of visitors to come and see us as we're open 
Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays every week. And we can be booked and people can just wander in. But if they want to have a tour and they want to have, go in the flight simulators, that has to be booked. What keeps you going? Watching the results of what we do in a practical sense, seeing our young fellas and, and progress, uh, going solo, uh, helping people get to where they want to go. I mean, if when I think about it, if I hadn't called Morris Cronin up that day, my life would be totally different. And also, so many times in, in my life and in this business, we've been lucky We've been fortunate. We've, been, we've had people extend help to put out their hand to help us, to volunteer, to come in here, to talk to schools. This circle continues. What goes around comes around. Our main priority is that the young people who come in this door, anyone genuinely interested, whether they be known to us or not known to us, they will become known to us. We're always ready to help and to help foster them and generate their interest and open doors for them wherever we can. Because sometimes it only takes a word or an email from somebody to help somebody out. So my greatest pleasure personally is seeing the progression of, of the people who come in here. Every museum has items on display and then they have items in a box, in a shed. So you're pointing around your own office here. Really, what is, I suppose, oh. uh, are the things that you would love to be able to share with the public still? Oh, well, there's a 45 foot container in the back with all the seating for our proposed cinema. There's a BAC 111 flight simulator, which is the most historic flight simulator in Ireland. Mm -hmm. It was the longest running sim, I think, in Europe. I think it was going for 42 years. We have met some amount of people who have sat in that flight simulator, yeah, you too, included. Well. Yeah, yeah. And people who would love to see it reconstructed. So in future, when we have space, what we need is a good space for it. And someone who really likes Lego... <laughs> <laughs> Jane, finally, for people who are listening to us, I think obviously you can come, you can visit, but can you sponsor as well? I mean, because we've got people listening to us from the aviation community. Uh, how can people support you better? Oh, well, they can. What we really love is if they would sponsor a program. So as I was telling you, GCAS sponsored the TY Academy. Recently, we, uh, we are also very privileged in that ISTAT, the International Society of Aircraft Transport Trading, have us on their list to support us, and we've been supported three years in a row. The first two years, we used the money for capital spend, and the third year, this year, we're going to use it to have an aviation academy. And that means pretty soon we're going to be going out there to the schools and into the to, out to the general public so that 16 kids can come here for the week and enjoy that. In that sense, the company who would sponsor would be fulfilling their corporate social responsibility in a really direct and meaningful way. Now, this isn't sponsoring a night out and okay, which is great, and I've been partaking of them, but the kids will benefit from it. The company benefits from it and the facility gets paid to do a job. We like to earn our money. 
were not necessarily people who just, you know, want to take the money and and just spend it. We, we're more than willing to earn it. Um, so we would love if, if people would do that. Uh, we also have um, a annual membership program for corporates, and they can contact us about that. So that's always really nice because you can come with your family and and enjoy the museum or give it as a gift to people. Jane McGill, thank you for joining us since Quark 7000. Thank you for visiting, Michael. It's been lovely to have you here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.